I am excited to announce that my brand new online course, Intro to Yin Yoga, is now available. When I first started teaching and learning about yin yoga, I wanted a resource that would teach me exactly what I needed to know just to get me started without feeling like I needed a science degree. Now, this is exactly what I've created with this on-demand online course. You can move through it at your own pace with lifetime access. So the things that are included in this course are the history of yin yoga, an intro to fascia and bones. We'll go through the three principles of yin yoga. We will look at yin and yang theory, compression versus tension, yin and yang tissues. And I've added a bonus as well, which is talking about teaching yin and yang together. It's a question I get a lot. There are also four practical classes. So going through archetypal yin yoga poses, using props in yin, we have a kidneys masterclass and a five elements masterclass. So you get 10 lectures, audios with slides, two yin masterclasses, two practical classes, three hours of content and a 55 page downloadable PDF, lifetime access, which includes access to any future updates. It is self-paced online and on demand, and it is available now. Go to theyinmethod.com slash intro to yin yoga. And sign up now using the code UNTANGLED to get this course for just $97. Thank you so much. Let's jump into the show. Welcome to Yin Untangled. I'm Kat Mead. Welcome everyone to this latest episode of Yin Untangled. I'm your host, Kat Mead, owner of The Yin Method. And I wanted to talk a little bit today about how I go about teaching yin yoga. Oh my gosh, there's a man walking around my street outside. Sorry, total side note to start with. And I think he's lost his dog. And that makes me sad. But I have not seen a dog. Anyway, um, so I've had a lot of people reach out to me lately to ask certain questions about how do I do this? What's your advice for that, etc. And I just thought that this would be a good opportunity for me to clue you in on how I go about teaching yin. So, of course, there is no one right way to teach yin yoga. There's no run one right way to teach yoga in general. Uh, there are, of course, best practices. You need to be safe. You need to be connected with your students and paying attention. Uh, but this is just, you know, my kind of journey and my way of going about it. So to start with, I think that I teach yin in a fairly pragmatic way. Pragmatic is this word that's just been coming to me so much this past week. Uh, if you're not sure, pragmatic means that you approach things realistically and practically rather than being bogged down in an ideal or how things are meant to be, uh, you know, having an ideal and how things are meant to be don't really leave much space for wriggle room. In saying that, I haven't always been like that. I used to be quite a stickler for people knowing exactly where they were meant to be feeling something in their bodies in each pose. And the problem I see with that now is that it doesn't leave a whole lot of space for people to have their own experience because it creates this environment where you might see people tending towards making something happen that isn't necessarily what they need. And 
essentially that comes down to forcing things. And forcing things is the exact opposite of what we want to do in yin yoga. So I do now tell people where they might expect to feel sensation, but I also like to leave it open for people to feel where they need to feel. And if anyone is confused, I like to let people know that they can ask or You know, as a teacher, it's your job to make sure you're being effective and people are being safe. So I watch people. And if I can tell they are confused or need help, I'll go to them. And if people are confused or need help, most of the time, they're either going to avoid eye contact or they're going to keep looking up at you. Uh, So a few different ways that you can learn and practice from experience, really, uh, how to help people if they don't ask. Lots of non-verbal cues in yin yoga. Uh, I also never really used to go into emotion and energy very much, except on a bit of a surface level. But that's because when I first started teaching yoga, I hadn't learned all of the stuff that I've learned now. And that's a really important point. You can only teach what you know. If you don't know it yet, or if your classes are basic, that's okay. You have to start somewhere, and there is literally information everywhere these days. So if you want to learn something, go and learn it, understand it, practice it, and then incorporate it. So these days I will more often than not teach based on a specific energy line that relates with different organs, but I'm also constantly evolving in the way I teach. So As I said, I like to teach in a pragmatic way, but I also like to bring in the theory surrounding meridians and energetic attributes associated with them because these are ancient ideas and practices that can teach us so much about our human experience and what we're going through now. Um, When doing that, though, it's really easy to get bogged down in the theory and to spew out facts about the practice rather than just focusing on the people in front of you. So I've been practicing to make the theory behind what we teach in yin yoga to be more relatable. I'm working on focusing more on the emotional aspects of the theory and of the attributes, the emotional attributes of the organs and energy lines. And I'm also learning to trust my intuition more within the classes that I teach. So for example, if I wanted to teach a class that is focused around the liver and gallbladder, I could easily spew out facts about those organs, tell people where the associated energy lines are, and say, feel this, it's helping the energy of your liver and gallbladder. But what does that actually mean? How can the people in front of you relate to that? Sure, if you tell people where in their body they might be feeling things they can usually relate to, but... In saying that, not everyone feels things in the same way, in the same place. Um, So, you know, just telling people this is where you might feel it and it's associated with these organs or these energy lines, we kind of run the risk of yin yoga being just stretching. (laughs) And I think that we hopefully know by now, if you've been here for a while, that yin yoga is most definitely not just stretching. Although if that's all you come for and if that's all you feel, it is 100% totally fine. Now, how do I create an environment where people can resonate, relate and go deep into their own experience based on what I'm offering as a teacher? 
Now, I said this already, but it's by focusing on the emotions, explaining why a person might be feeling a certain thing within the poses that we're doing. Coming back to this example of the liver and gallbladder, these meridians and organs relate to anger and frustration. That's specifically when there's an imbalance. When there is a balance, the attribute to these organs is kindness. Now, this is putting it in very basic terms. So I actually taught a liver and gallbladder class yesterday and letting yourself feel anger or frustration and being kind to yourself around that was the basic theme. And be really mindful if you are teaching a class focusing on emotion, it's never about forcing a specific emotion, even if it relates to the organs or the energy lines you are using. Uh, It's about allowing emotion that rises to rise so that you can feel it and move through it. When I teach, I like to use these energetic attributes to offer people a framework for working through emotions they might experience in their practice, because sometimes people are simply not used to letting themselves feel emotion, especially if it's an emotion that is perceived or has been taught to be perceived as bad or negative, which I think anger and frustration falls into that category. So as I kind of already said, I like to be very clear in letting people know that this might come up or that might come up because again, yin yoga is never about forcing anything. There is no universal experience. We are not looking for specific emotions, but it can be good to be aware of what might come up and why. But on that note of why, I think it's really important to also be aware That we don't always need to know why an emotion or a memory or whatever comes up or where it comes from. That is our mind that just wants to be involved. If we can just feel though, without attachment, without the mind becoming busy about what we're feeling, then we can move through the practice and the emotions with a bit more grace. Now, I don't always teach based on emotions. Sometimes I do simply focus on an area of the body, like the hips or the spine or the shoulders. But even within that, I will likely always reference the why, at least, of targeting these areas. The why might be my intention for the class. It might be emotions or it might be practical, like opening up the movement of your spine to unlock your energy, which makes you feel better all around. You know, when you can move better, when you're not stiff, you feel better. You want to do stuff. You feel more free. And that can have an emotional effect as well. I mean, I really don't think I can state enough how much yin yoga has an emotional effect, if you weren't sure. So this week, I also had a pretty big realization. Uh, When I teach, I often bring in intuitive aspects and visualizations. So my intuitive abilities, I'm realizing, and everyone has intuitive abilities. Let me just say that. Uh, I've realized a very visual. I'll either see and it'll kind of come out as words from what I've seen, or it'll be words just like in journaling or something. Um, So none of that when I teach is ever planned. But sometimes I will see something really visually and I'll invite my students to bring it into their awareness too. And I'm also really mindful when I do this because not everyone is a visualization person. Some people just don't have that visualization capacity and that's okay. Like we're not all visual people. I am. And so 
when that's something that's presented to me when I'm teaching, I'll bring that in in the way that I know how. So a couple of days ago, for example, I was teaching a class that was based around working through anxiety, grounding and feeling safe in your own skin. This is linked to the energy of the spleen and the stomach. And so I did poses that in some way targeted the superficial front line of fascia. At the start of the class, I really clearly got this visual of people letting themselves be held by the earth, which is the element of the spleen in the stomach. But instead of being held by actual like dirt, like ground leaves, the visual I saw was of like this a million hands holding you. And, you know, taking you into a cocoon of the earth, into that safety of the earth, into the nourishment of the earth. And each touch point was offering a little current of this nourishing earth electricity into the physical body. It was actually really special. (laughs) And a few people after class said they were amazed at the visuals and that everything I said was really resonant. And to be honest, that's the only kind of thing that sticks in my mind from what I said, because as I said, none of it was planned. I don't have any of it written down. I don't write any of it down. It just happens in the class. The people that are there need it, get it, whatever happens, happens. So yeah, that's, um, it's been pretty cool kind of leaning more into that and trusting those things that pop into my head. So I teach in a relatable, realistic, practical way. But I also bring in intuitive visualizations sometimes. Intuitive visualizations, that is a mouthful. I like to focus on emotions as well as the energy lines and organs that relate to them. And that is very generally how I teach in. I hope this has been illuminating. If you have questions, I would love to hear from you. You can sign up to my free Yin Yoga Basics Masterclass by going to the link in the show notes. I had a total mind blank then. Uh, I also have my intro to yin yoga course now available. If you use the code untangled, you will get the course for $97 rather than 108 just for listening to the podcast. So there's a fancy little uh, special note for you. Gosh, I've lost my words. This is why I write them down. Um, <laughs> So find me on Instagram at the yin method. I'd love for you to follow me there. Send me a DM if you have any questions or you can email me the yin method at gmail.com. My website is the yin method.com. And as always, I love having you here. I would really love to hear from you. If there's anything you'd like me to cover, please let me know, get in touch, go and watch my reels. I think they're quite funny on Instagram and I will catch you again next week. Bye. Thank you.